0: It's sippin' time. Hello and welcome to this episode, Sip's episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. (laughs) We are the best thing on it, 2am, and we thank you for uh, listening to us instead of this riveting tale from the BBC, from Gary Philipson, fascinating discussion of the material starlight that was invented by a British hairdresser that can actually withstand a nuclear blast. I'd buy that. Mm. A plus. Nuclear. So I'm dead, what do but you my use? hair looks great. Right. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's exactly how this works. That's right. Put some
1: glitter in that. I'm going to buy nuclear. a million dollars worth of beer. I'm
0: telling you, uh, do not underestimate the power of BBC at 2 a.m. So, you know, Two there hour you go. delivery
2: from Amazon.
0: Yep. That's the way it goes. I'm good old boy, Mike. <laughs> and joining me here at the table is good old gal, Carrie Ann. Oh, Hi. Oh, oh, hi. Yes, <laughs> like we've been somewhere else today. <laughs> good old is here. Howdy. Good old, good old boy, Michael. I just got here and I'm stoked. Yes, <laughs> he's traded in his sonic uniform for this uh, experience.
2: <laughs> it's the best music in the
0: world. Oh.
1: Again? Again? Really? Oh my gosh, is it? And
0: let yourself
1: be chunk with from my world. Is it? Are I can't. I can't even. I,
3: I'm not sure.
2: But enough. Three, two, where, where, where? Ladies and gentlemen. You better be naked.
1: Don't tempt him.
2: I wasn't gonna. That's against Are the rules. you
3: ready?
1: It's Finpani
0: Supreme. Supreme.
3: (laughs) Welcome, all of my
0: followers. (laughs) Such the intro. Amazing. (sighs) So sexy. I know it. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. On this episode, we're actually talking about tiki drinks. Mmm, my favorite. Featuring rum. We're actually going discru- to uh, discuss. Discruss?
3: Discrush? Yeah, that's Dis- right.
0: Discrush. Crushed ice. Yeah. Crushed uh, ice. I might have had a few beverages it all
3: today. Comes back we, to I have,
0: Michael and I have made you quite a number of Yeah. Crushed. We're actually going to discuss tiki, tiki culture in general uh, while we actually discuss these cocktails that we've made for you today. We're going to actually talk about the Mai Tai, the Plantation Punch, the Beachcomber Era Edition, traditional number one. It's a Navy Grog. The original Painkiller. Um, it's a little bit of a twist of the traditional version. And we have a bespoke tiki cocktail that one of our hosts has made uh, for this episode, especially. How about that? It's just a really great lineup all the way around. I'm just, uh, I'm really thrilled about this. So, uh, super, uh, super lineup. Michael, uh, you know, you thought you would be able to duck getting the honors of going over our sips ratings for today, sucker. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let you read our sips ratings today. I'd like for you to channel possibly the impression of a patron in East East uh, Nashville um, oh. that's had about ten mai tais, ordering mm. a tiki drink
2: from his trust fund. Yeah,
0: from, that's correct. From the depth yeah, depth of your bank account. I I want you to know to use my uh, metal gold card because I'm super so special, right? <laughs> black, card, I'm black. Black. black card. Black card. Black card. Black. It's the black. Yeah, that's right. Titanium. Yeah. We're gonna be swiping. If
2: you had one, you'd know. We have
0: the, yeah. we have the, the Uber sorry. helicopter that's gonna pick us up later. All right, <laughs> Mar. I love we, you. That's
4: one thing we really need to get squared away. Is the helipad.
0: Yeah, Ooh, top. What? There you go. Sure.
3: that's what I'm talking God.
1: about. I mean, is it and a chopper or not about? a chopper? What's wrong with that?
2: I mean, Possible.
3: that's that's the standard on most of the houses in East Nashville. Possible right? zoning
0: issue? That could be.
3: That's
4: really what's taking it so long. It's a uh, why don't you baby. tell our audience what we're going to be doing today? All right, we'll be tasting and discussing these beautiful tiki drinks and rating them with the Sips ratings plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings. All right. Number one, so you'll get a sip rating one. And that one is give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Ew. Water. Water. Bring water.
0: Bring water. Ew, that sounds like somebody from Brown University. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ew.
1: Shots. Brown.
0: Fired. Fired. Yes. A sip rating of
4: two. Nice, but what else do you have?
0: <laughs>
1: spoken no, is nice?
0: The hang time on that is actually very realistic. something like what like. actually works like, a bar right I there. Can tell yeah, you, that that was like right in the wheelhouse of realistic. So yeah,
4: I got more for you. Uh, Separating number three. Hmm, interesting. What was this again? <laughs> interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd say her medications off. <laughs>
4: Sip rating number four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another.
0: That's classified. Yo, bro, could you pour one for another bro of mine for all these bros? <laughs> bro pours all around. That's right. <laughs> all right.
4: Sip rating number five. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know her Ooh. name, but I am willing to buy her a drink. So. I would get a black coffee uh. if I could get that. <laughs> 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 there we go. Well, uh thanks Michael. <laughs> sucker super sucker can't believe you did that (laughs) well uh listen michael's actually in the process of opening a tiki bar what what What? what's he doing what what i'm sorry i'm getting too excited i think you've been consuming way too much rum with us is probably the basic problem here so um so i'd like for you to talk a little bit about tiki bars and tiki culture in general wait before you get going on that pds talk about the we need to set the mood here right oh man let me Don't tell you, you know, something. What's the perfect tiki background? The perfect tiki
3: background in 2019 is you need to check out this person named New Bang, Newbang, N E W B A N G. I swear, did
2: his mama name him that? He did.
3: Yes. Her name. Her name was Mama Bang. But there was Mama Bang and there was New Bang because New Bang comes after Mama Bang, of course, obviously. you call your kids, like Bang Junior? It's Bang, (laughs) yeah, Bang Junior, really. Bang Bang. Junior. But for those those who are looking at the Google, literally it's New Bang, Valley of the Tiki Beats. There's an ongoing series of uh, albums he's putting out called the Tiki Beats series. The first album being Valley of the Tiki Beats. And uh, you can go to tikibeats.com. Seriously, last summer Mara and I Sat by the pool and played this album On repeat and drank Our weight in cocktails Our tiki cocktails at that and there's there's nothing better if you really want to live that life Do you know what I'm saying? Hashtag that life
1: Living life uh, bang, Valley
3: of the Tiki Beats Tikibeats.com No cares This is really where it's at And honestly, like I said He's making album after album after album The first album is more Exotica style music The second album is going to be straight up surf, surf rock Surf style, surf rock beats All instrumental no need for vocals to get in the middle of your flow While you're like talking to somebody On the side of the pool while We don't drinking need cocktails. no words We don't need no words, words. We but don't for, need no bottoms Hey, But that being said for you upcoming MCs we That want to get up on top of these beats Look put this album on You can flow all night long all night strong Do you know what I'm saying And that's that Mixtape that stuff,
0: right, <laughs> Michael? What you tell us all about uh, tiki culture and a tiki bar in general?
4: Well, so we're we're super excited here in Nashville to bring Chopper to Nashville. Chopper is a tiki bar that uh, we're opening here soon in the spring that we've been working on for a long time, and I think that eventually, um, as you're making tiki cocktails in general and making, I'd say even classic cocktails in general, you come back around. I've, I've, as you've been making your own syrups and juicing fresh juice, that that. eventually you get to the glory of tiki drinks, uh, where you're using multiple kinds of citrus, multiple kinds of different syrups that you can make You're blending rums. So it's kind of the height of craft cocktails and the height of like mixology. It kind of was the first sort of craft cocktails where these tiki drinks going back to the thirties. Um, And the story for our bar is because there is no and we talked about this a little bit off mic we talked about this earlier um, that there is no kind of authentic way to do tiki. There's no like authentic way to go back to the South Pacific Islands and say how are they drinking their Mai Tais? How are they juicing their grapefruits? (laughs) They weren't really. This is made up. It's like a movie uh, that was concocted in Hollywood by Don the Beachcomber and he just did a phenomenal job of creating this whole world. He had sailed the high seas. He had sailed the seas of the South Pacific and concocted this whole story. That was really his, that, uh, really drew so many people and inspired so many people, trader Vic included, who mm-hmm. came down to see, uh, the original Don, the comers and then went back to Oakland, changed his neighborhood bar all around into a tiki bar. Um, so we wanted to come with a fresh perspective and sort of come up with our own story. So Chopper itself is the the boat that Hiram Kanish, who's a business magnate, who's part of the Isle of Printing world. Ooh. Isle of Printing is a local mm-hmm. business here in Nashville, an art company and a, really awesome and a printing shop. That's Bryce McLeod,
1: one and of he, the five remaining uh, print shops. Print shops here in right? to town,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah, and he's, he's and just an amazing Nashville uh, icon and an artist. He's done a lot of amazing public art around town and uh, worked on the Noel Hotel. He's worked on a, m- a bunch of stuff. And he really brought a cool element to this whole thing with robots that were discovered on an ancient island that had never been discovered before. Yeah. And so we have the, all these interesting stories to tell. That I think will be a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, that space age bachelor pad kind of like feel from well, like the late sixties, where it like gets into like sci-fi.
0: It's beautiful. We'll be right back right. in just a moment. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're actually having a lot of fun with tiki culture.
2: So much fun. <laughs>
0: and uh, I mean, she says that, but really, it's amazing. It's amazingly fun. <laughs> Michael was going over and talking a little bit about some of the background in tiki culture and tiki bars in general.
4: Please. Yeah. So we were talking about um, Bryce and his printing shop, Isla Printing. He's a big part of what we're doing. He's designing a lot of these worlds that we're sort of bringing into Chopper. And he uh, has his own letterpress. So he designed this beautiful wallpaper and and printed it all out and letterpressed it all. That's in yes. our in our bathrooms at Chopper. So that's exciting. And then I also have to mention Auntie Muma, who started Barista Parlor here in Nashville. So he is... Uh, one of our owners as well, so pretty awesome. We're we're stoked about that, and I think we Andy and I specifically uh, have loved tiki culture and tiki drinks for a long time. We would travel up to Chicago and see some of the great bars there with uh, Lost Lake and Three Dots and a Dash. And we would go down in New Orleans uh, to see Latitude 29, and there's a handful of great can tables, like more of a restaurant style, but they do amazing uh, tiki style, tropical style drinks there. And there is so much to explore with that world. And now that it's come to it's 2019, and when you go out to a restaurant or you go out to a bar, you expect a really awesome cocktail. People have come to expect it, and so yeah. that's what's exciting for us: is to do the do this tiki thing and sort of bring a new style to it, all the while being really uh, inspired by and appreciating the history that comes with it, and sort of the it's an American thing, you know. And I think that's that's kind of fun. I like that. Piece I love of that. Equation. Yep.
2: So now we're going to briefly introduce the cocktails with some of the very basic ingredients and we'll post the exact recipe on our show notes online.
1: Plus, look for some of our photos on our website and Facebook page. We sure to garnish these up. The umbrella is not optional. It you isn't. have to have the it's umbrella. It's a functional
0: garnish. 100% <laughs> what umbrella. Does a, what does a functional garnish look like? Well, you functional know?
1: garnish is like, you know, a fresh piece of pineapple. I can eat that. It's also fantastic. An umbrella, I can't eat that. One, but you it's can change important. Yourself Mike, I, I
3: have to say that that's why I put duct tape on all of my uh, cocktails, it's <laughs> because it's a very functional garnish. Gives that acidity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It just, I mean, it fixes everything. Well, first up, uh, the first cocktail we're going to talk about is actually the Mai Tai. So uh, the basic description we're going to have for the Mai Tai is actually two flavors of rum combined with pineapple juice and orange juice to actually make a yummy, fruity drink. It's just that simple. And yet so simple. And oh, my gosh. The, the one that Michael made for us tonight just absolutely crushed it.
1: Amazing. It was awesome. beyond
0: the pale. Like, most just,
3: Mai Tais are overly sweet and gross.
1: I feel like Carrie Ann had some fantastic things to say about the Mai Tai. Did I? Did you? Yeah, I mean, like, a That'd Mai Tai, be. when you get you it, drank a, like, one. A normal, it We saw you. It drink shouldn't it. Be <laughs> <red> <laughs> say something. Or shouldn't sure. be red.
3: Shouldn't be bright red. No, you're um, right.
2: And. uh. It should taste like this, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> for certain. So, Michael, Michael, tell me what you did to this this my that made it so special. Uh, I think juicing the lime right before I
4: made it. I think that was key, and ju- I was doing a hand Gosh. juicer. That that makes a big difference. You get the oils kind of into the juice. That's kind of mm-hmm. um, yes, that's very important. But also, it's a very simple drink that I think people look to make complicated, and so it was just a blend of uh, aged rum. So we used some Appleton. Twelve year, are we supposed to talk brand? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay. Appleton no twelve, um, yes. we mm-hmm. Appleton 12 <laughs> year. We used some Appleton twelve year. We used some Mount Gay, and we used a Puerto Rican rum. Mar, remind me.
1: Of oh, it's ones. a Ronda to, to three star. Uh, yeah,
4: we mm, used that's that so one. Good. So I feel like we had a nice blend of rums. We had some nice aged rum, giving it some oomph, and then some kind of more uh, subtle rums, and then it was just Orjat, and uh, I think one thing that that. um, was interesting about this particular Mai Tai is I added some velvet falernum in there to give yes. it a little bit of a different oh, yes. spice to it, which was uh, kind of a reference to Don the Beachcomber, who we've talked about, who sort of started this whole thing. The and OG. His, OG. And his he claimed that he came up with the Mai Tai before Trader Vic did. It was this great tiki debate over years. a great but debate. his QB cooler had falernum. And he did not really use That's right. Um, So I That's thought right. it'd be cool to kind of blend the two, which you can do, which is really, they're both kind of nutty. They're both sweet. And as long as you've got plenty of fresh lime, uh, you can definitely blend those together. And then I use a tiny, what I love in Mai Tais is a tiny bit of orange juice. Um, so you can use a smaller amount of Cointreau or Curacao or whatever you're going to use for that orange liqueur. And then add a little orange juice to it. And to me, that just mm. freshens it up. Um, It also makes it less sweet. It makes it more refreshing, more juicy. Um,
3: And then that was it. You're like that being, it juicy. That being said, make sure that your recipe that you used is on this episode's notes. Yeah, because it's definitely not the ones that were
1: in. It's Lizzo level sure. juicy it's, for it's sure. Li- Liz,
3: Lizzo level juicy. You're absolutely <laughs> sure. right. I yeah. like that. So, Michael, <laughs> in
2: case that people aren't a hundred percent familiar with mm-hmm. things like orgy and mm-hmm. falernum, mm-hmm. could you give a little?
4: So Falernum is really cool. You can make, if I you're going to make your own what Falernum, look at look up. It's basically a, a liqueur that came from Barbados that it has is like lime zest, cloves, cloves, mm-hmm, almonds, ginger, and all the good things. in life. You can add some other spices in there, like allspice and nutmeg and cinnamon. You can add those, but primarily it should be ginger, clove, uh,
3: Lime zest. Michael, if you have a second, I Mm -hmm. literally want to like specify one of the things I love about tiki drinks is the fact is that I'm I'm personally a baker at home. I love to bake pies and bread and stuff like that. And it's like an and like and cake and stuff like that. But when you get to tiki level drinks, you have all of these like baking spices Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. You literally have the depth of flavor of all of these different like herbs and spices that are just it, make, it, it, it makes drinks like huge on the palate mm-hmm. as opposed to just like one dimensional here's some pre sweet and sour and a whiskey and a whatever else or blah blah blah. I'm picking up what you're putting mm-hmm, down that mm-hmm.
1: allspice people don't people will just like, not understand like how much like an allspice or a cinnamon or a clove like brings right. to the table.
3: Right. Totally.
4: Absolutely. And I think the easiest way you could get into that is if you make a, say you wanted to make a cinnamon syrup for making cocktails at home. Yes. Now you can take that powdered cinnamon and dash that into a syrup that you make, but that's not really going to be the same. What you would want to do is take those cinnamon sticks and mm-hmm. take a, the back of a cast iron pan, bash mm-hmm. those sticks up. So, so they're nice and freshly sort of agitated mm-hmm. and then cook those down into a syrup. And say you leave that, so you cook that down for about 15 minutes, you leave that overnight and the next day you strain that out and you're going to have this vibrant, intensely cinnamon flavor. I am flavor. So excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's going amazing. home and doing that tonight.
4: And that, that's a really easy way because making your own falernum, you can up, look up falernum number nine. Is mm-hmm. this legendary? Yes, yes, It's a legendary falernum I recipe. that It's well. that, kind of the one to look up. Uh, that's complicated. Now, if you want to do something a little more similar, the cinnamon syrup is a great way to sort of start making these syrups that are a little bit easier that if you're making cocktails at home. So if you made like a
3: cinnamon Mai Tai, that would be amazing. That's (laughs) great. Mara, let me tell you, while we're talking about this whole spice thing, what is the key? and, And for those who are listening right now, literally for tiki drinks in general, there is a rhyme that was originally for oh, yeah. what the plant okay. the planter's punch. Planter's yeah, Michael punch. and I were talking about the PNP mm. run before. It pretty much goes across the board for tiki drinks in general. And Mara, what is that rhyme?
1: Oh yeah, if you, if y'all are just looking to create your own PNP, uh it's um one part sour, two parts sweet, three parts strong and four parts weak. And that's one part sour being like a lime, some kind of citrus. Some sort of
3: acid, yes.
1: Two parts sweet, like a fruit juice or a sugar. Mm. Three parts strong, a rum or multiple rums. Oh, yeah. And four parts weak, an ice or some kind of thing to dilute what you're making. Because dilution mm-hmm. is
3: serious. Like when you get down to like cocktails... Dilution
1: means a lot. I mean, like it might be too strong. At
3: the very- like most people, mo- I would say that most people who order a drink don't understand the, the importance of the size of the ice that they have and, or the, or the shape of the ice that they have, how it contributes to the flavor of their drink, how much water is being diluted into their drink at, all at once, or how, how fast or slow that the dilution is happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if you, if you're going to, um, like, a a Patterson house or something like that you might notice that you have a really Nashville of course you might have a really big ice cube for like a bourbon drink Um, and that might be so that it isn't watering down your whiskey but in terms of like a tiki drink you might want a little more water Mm -hmm. and so you're gonna see uh, a much more crushed version of that ice you might see something akin to what you see at Sonic which is a big (laughs) fan of ours (laughs) or you might just be crushing that in your home um, or like in your home blender it's really fantastic
0: yeah well <clears throat> a couple more uh tasting notes here on the mai tai the lime was really uh the thing that struck me first the thing i really loved about this mai tai was the spice blend that was in this and so we've talked a little bit about a common a combination of we actually had a uh or got uh Orget, orgyet, orgyet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to script. Um, just uh, pre-made. It was uh, from Fee Brothers, mm-hmm. um, or you could actually make your own. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's always Fee Brothers better.
1: makes a fantastic one, but like it's good, off the cuff. But, I mean, but
0: literally, like the more
3: detailed you can get into yeah. making something homemade. I mean, as I, I, I mean, understand it, you can on. get like um, an, an
1: almond um, off off the shelf that isn't actually like. Per- supposed to be a mixer more of like a marzipan in yeah
0: no no yeah. I, well, I see what you're saying the thing i loved about uh this uh this particular rendition of the Thai we made so we we actually want the combination of some pre-juiced uh juices um you actually chose to do one fresh which was the lime mm-hmm. um and actually using you know some of the pre-made pieces so i think that uh there's Absolutely. I mean, making one of these things from scratch is just off the chart, but I think that there's a balance that you can sure. come off and do these really well. And that's what uh, I really love about the way that uh, you pulled this Mai tie off is you actually... Chose the right pieces of the equation to actually make with fresh ingredients, and we all loved it. So awesome! I do it?
3: It was fantastic.
0: It was
1: fantastic. Best in my life. This being <laughs> this being said,
3: can I just say for the listeners at home, for those of you who have been to TGI Fridays and and or bleep that out and tell me whatever FGI Thursdays, regu- Rhea, FGI Thursdays, whatever whatever like. Chain corporate restaurant you've been to and had a tea had a mai tai. That's at. not a mai tai. That is not a mai tai. As Carrie Ann says, it should not be red. It should not be red. Number two, it literally should not be this like tangy sweet thing that is so tangy and/or sweet. You that shouldn't you can't have to brush your teeth the afterwards. Alcohol on that. Yeah. So really, the mai tai that we had is a very delicate, very beautiful, spirit forward cocktail that you should seek out. It's a a beautiful cocktail.
1: Yes.
0: Our uh, sips rating for the Mai Tai is going to be a five. So really fabulous drink. So um, a lot of good tips in uh, making uh, this rendition of uh, Mai Tai successfully. We only have a couple minutes to talk about the Plantation Punch itself, um, which is the next drink, which is. uh, So what do you guys think about the Plantation Punch that we made? Not Planters punch. We made the plantation punch. Plantation mm-hmm. so punch. 1940s Delicious. Do,
3: uh, yeah. Tell me how that's different from the plantain
0: punch. Or so a uh, couple of basic ingredients. This is made with planters. Dark. I'm sorry. This is made plantain. with dark rum, several juices, grenadine syrup, uh, sugar syrup, and uh, angostura bitters. Mm-hmm. Michael, you made this one for us.
4: Yeah. So this one's cool. This was uh, Don Beach, Colonel Beach. I think it was called the Colonel Beach Plantation Punch. And he he did have for some of his drinks, like the Caribbean punch is a great one too. If you look that one up, that one has sarsaparilla, which is really cool. And this particular plantation punch was cool because he grew up going to soda shops and sitting at those counters and getting, you know, those fresh uh phosphate drinks and soda drinks. And so he brought that into some of the drinks at uh at some of the Don the Beachcombers. This is one of those where he was using a ginger beer which you didn't see him use a lot, which is kind of interesting. So it lends a little bit more. It makes it seem like it has more spice to it than it does. Spicy, And it blends with the absinthe, I think really well. So there's a little bit of absinthe in there and there's pineapple juice and the ginger. And those are sort of the, uh, prevailing flavors yeah. in that one.
0: A couple of uh, tasting notes I had on this one. You know, the one thing I wrote was ginger forward. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we swapped out actually the uh, ginger beer on the fly, you know, with this. And uh, so um, this is one of those things that um, I actually think there was a huge difference between drinking it with a straw and drinking it from the top, you know, with a float. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that was one of those things that Um, Actually, doing uh, actually drinking it with a straw actually served a lot the drink a lot better Um, because I just felt like the uh, ginger beer was, uh, you know, really overwhelming, you know, with this.
2: Oh, I thought it was lovely. It was good for me. I love the way that the ginger balances out the rums and. Like this is my last drink of the night, not tonight, but my, it could be.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting it's like recipe and in that it calls for two ounces of, of ginger beer, which is a fair amount in a in a cocktail.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh. even uh, I'm I'm actually tasting it now. You know, probably a half hour after we tasted it fresh, and I it's still that you know ginger is still hopping up in the mm-hmm. drink. You know, right now uh, for us, so I would say that. You would have to make sure that you are a huge, you know, ginger fan mm-hmm, you know, to really mm-hmm. enjoy this drink. Mm-hmm. But uh, very well made, I think very reminiscent of just, you know, great tiki drinks, you know, in general. Um, so it's definitely one of those things that, you know, you always want to make sure that, you know, will work well um, yeah. for you. Um, this was a, this really just a, you know, great cocktail all the way around. I would encourage anybody to uh, embrace this if they see it on the menu, for sure. Definitely. And
4: I think one thing that's really interesting about this drink that I see in different Don the Beachcomber drinks and other, the the for me, a lot of the golden age of tiki is 1930s, 1940s. A lot of those drinks were so perfect, so nuanced and complex without having too many ingredients. And one of the things that stands out of some of those drinks is the uh, mixture of pineapple juice and absinthe.
0: Mm, to agree. me, that's a that's Agreed. a huge
4: one. It's in small amounts. It can be an ounce of pineapple juice in one drink and eight drops of absinthe, and with all these other things, so it, 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 that's sort of that's sort of tiki is rum,
3: spice, the absinthe, the, the pineapple. and pineapple. It
2: makes magic. To yeah.
3: Michael, to Michael's point, the I really want to point out, it's like you get to the purification of any movement, whether it be music or or you know drinks or or whatever, and and it really comes down to. Yes, there's these beautiful, like, moments and magic moments, just like the the chartreuse meets, like, you know, sweet or sour or whatever else like that. And then you get into the pretension of mainstream acceptance, and you get down to, like, with the tiki movement, like, from 1933, where, like, the Don to Beachcomber started, and you get to the 1959, where Hawaii was became a state, and everybody in America was like, oh, my God, Polynesia Tiki. This is the best thing ever. And then Elvis comes out in 1961 with like blue Hawaii album. And then, then Gilligan's Island happens in 1964. And then like the Brady bunch, like has their whole moment where like Bobby (laughs) falls off of like a surfboard, like trying to find a Tiki thing or, or whatever It, 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 you get that level of pretension where something jumps the shark. Do you know what I'm saying? And so t- to what Michael was saying is like, you go back to that purification of the original moment where something is special. And that's, that's really where the magic happens. In m- in my opinion, I'm assuming Michael's opinion. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, uh, that's, what's really unique about uh, all these drinks is, you know, they really have a lot of background, you know, based on a lot of the ingredients Mm-hmm. You know that were available. You know in the Hawaiian culture. You know during yeah. that time and and uh, I think what's strange to me is that these are all rum based and rum was not something that was you know really a natural product. You know within the Hawaiian culture. You know itself. Right. So and there's a fascinating story that I will that that I could tell really quickly is that uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that bring, right after. Bring it the back. Break. Bring it back. We'll do do with it in a minute. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Sips Southern and Smokes on today's episode. We're actually going through a whole a lively discussion, you know, about uh, tiki culture and tiki drinks. Uh, we're going through five cocktails uh, that we've made for today's discussion. Actually, uh, Michael was telling us a little bit about, uh, you know, some aspects of, you know, that that influence of rum, you know, within, you know, these drinks, you know, on the Hawaiian culture.
4: Yeah, well it's it's interesting that Don the Beachcomber ended up leaving Hollywood, going to Hawaii. He was sort of exiled in a way, willfully yeah. exiled out there. Had gone through a divorce. Um his wife, uh his ex-wife wife was uh a little bit more in tune with the business side of things and anyway, it led to a divorce. He he moved to Hawaii and One thing that's interesting about Tiki drinks and him moving to Hawaii is he gets to Hawaii and says, like, I've been using mint in these drinks because that's one of the classic garnishes
0: of Tiki drinks. No mint on Hawaii. There's no
4: mint in Hawaii. And so he had to, uh, he brought over, this is a great story that is in a uh, a little known, like, cookbook from the old Don the Beachcomber restaurants that his uh, daughter released in the late 90s on, like, it's this weird like Microsoft font in like a binder <laughs> and it's you find it on it on Amazon it's amazing and there's some really good food recipes and drink recipes in there that you wouldn't and there's a story in there about him bringing over uh, a few sprigs of mint in a soup pocket and Taking yeah. them to a botanist and saying, I'm surprised you hear little true. Uh,
0: you know, because when you go into Hawaii, they actually are like, Did you bring any agricultural products? i, I mean, oh, that yep. didn't they're
1: exist very back serious then. about it. It didn't exist yeah. back, he's like, not oh, I, I feel like it and, did, but maybe only on the weed. other side, I don't like, think, Yeah, are you, are you taking orchids out to of Hawaii, To the United States, not back to right, Hawaii? No, absolutely,
0: yeah, it's always been the other way around. And so, Mend is such an invasive weed, I'm yeah, I'm terribly shocked. I'm sure he was like, I don't
4: have anything except right, for this extremely invasive invasive weed (laughs) (laughs) but he gives it to a he gets to hawaii gives it to a botanist and says i need a lot of this mint and the guy came comes back to him three months later and he's got enough mint (laughs) to put in the drinks in hawaii so there's that's that kind of tells you how mysterious and strange yeah the the tiki and Mm. tropical drinks how that really is. Right, right. Well,
0: well we've got uh, a couple more drinks to go through here. Uh, let's uh, go through the Navy Grog uh, very mm. briefly. Delicious. So uh, the Navy Grog is, uh, let's see, made out of a lot of citrus drinks. Let me uh, <laughs> make sure I get it in front of me here. There's a
2: lot of stuff in it.
0: Yep. There's lime C- juice. Oh. <clears throat> There's uh, juice. So the Navy Grog is a classic rum tiki drink. that's made of three rums. 1941. C- citrus juices. Yep. Uh, honey and club soda so um, this is a i actually made our these particular drinks for us Um, i actually made them last night and i made them tonight i made them a little bit different and some slightly different different recipes kind of along the way so the one variation between the recipes is the use of uh, allspice um, dram dram or it's a trader uh, vicks mix yeah. yeah or using uh honey syrup is the other right which trade done off the beach
3: climber mix yeah
0: and i actually made both recipes uh, for our crew here today what do you guys think of the navy grog just really quick just one or two you know comments here Meh <laughs>
1: I, I think a little bit more sweetness um, for our current palates uh, would be a little bit um it was very acid forward, but it's also meant to be acid forward. There's a lot of lime, there's a lot of white grapefruit, which are very intense.
3: So I I, I mean, I, I I hate to even say this, but really I, I've had some beautiful navy grogs in my life. And it really comes down to cocktail science is exactly that. There's it's a lot a of time science? that's progressed.
1: From 1941. And, well, no, it's, it's not just
3: the amount of time that's between recipes. It's literally down to what kind of ice are you using? What percentages? I mean, a quarter ounce of a liquid one way or the other in a cocktail actually makes a difference. I mean, as For much sure. as we would love to think back to our college days where it's like, whatever, I'll just pour like a half a cup of whatever into whatever. Oh, my gosh. Every like, time
1: I've seen someone make a a you know, in, in my adult life, when I've seen people mix cocktails without a jigger, I lose my mind. Right. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's Do no even of, know what it's you're doing? It's a waste
3: of liquor, number one. Number two is that it really goes to show the reason why you should tip your bartender. For because sure. This tip is, your bartender. a 100% <laughs> science. Yeah. It comes down to like like ounces or a quarter ounces of liquid that ma- can make or break your cocktail. Or even right
1: that now. conversation about what you like, they're listening to that.
3: Mm-hmm. So as far as this this navy grog is concerned, I think I think it was fine. I think the key is is that we made two different versions of it. One with a honey syrup, one with an allspice. And I I think that it, it could have been... I think there is a level between time. Them. It yeah. needed more time to be able to pull this thing together.
0: Yeah. So, you know, since I was uh, driving on this one, um, I will tell you that uh, the interplay between the citrus and the sugars um, that you're really working with yes. this drink are an incredibly delicate balance. So um, the thing is, is that I think you can make it really super sweet by having, uh, you know, too much honey. Um, and actually using uh, overkill with the club soda itself can really you know overwhelm you know a lot of the citrus that's in here there's a real delicate balance there when I made this actually the first time around, I went back and actually added more uh, honey syrup was a uh, original recipe and actually uh, strung out the balance really well and i thought it came around and was a lot better than the what we had the honey syrup tonight. version
3: was much better than
0: the all yeah, spice version so. in, in Well i've
3: got some i've got, got some, some foolproof
2: like, Personal like taste into it cuz maybe this is the way the recipe is supposed to be and that's not our personal yeah. jam. Right yeah it no was, for sure it was acidic for me but if that's the way it's supposed to be presented
4: Well i think there's some methods that you can use so if you make a drink that you feel like is too sweet or it's too strong or it's not strong enough. If it's sitting in the glass and you took time to make it and you've got time to chill out and drink it in that true tiki spirit, there's a few things that you can do. So, you know, if it's too sweet, squeeze some lime in there, add a little more ice, maybe float a little bit of rum. Yeah. If it's too weak and you're like, God, I don't taste the rum anymore. Take some float some rum on there and Sit back and wait. <laughs> I have to. That's say, a
3: lot of it. It's just Michael. Michael change listen, this a little bit as, as a DJ back. and music producer. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like if something's too bass heavy or if there's something like not working right. It's like you have to add Mix a little bit in. extra, whatever else. Yeah. It's yeah. really about being a mixologist, mm-hmm. whether it be music or, or 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 alcohol or whatever. It's like you have to know the ingredients you're working with and know
0: how to balance
3: those those ingredients. Yeah,
0: totally. sure. So uh, last night I did a good job of fixing this on the fly and today i did <laughs> not um our sips rating for the navy grog today is a three interesting i would just uh, those are really good tips from Michael to not be afraid to uh, fix a drink on the fly. I just uh, didn't have enough time uh, today to do that. We actually have two more drinks and less than eight minutes to get through this. Just to tip off to, you know, our co-hosts here at the table. So I really want to talk about our next drink, which is a painkiller. Oh yeah.
3: So, Mm. I mean, look, painkiller is one of those things. It's like in 1971, it was made in like, the what was it? The Virgin Islands? Where where was this, Mara? Yeah, the West Indies. The West Indies, <laughs> right? It was it was the British Virgin Islands, is, is what it was. That's right. And and really, what what it came down to is like it was such a popular cocktail that after ten years, pussers came out and said, "Hey, let's trademark this cocktail." And we were and and and, and everybody's I'm like, I'm sure okay, that the Pussers version is delicious, right? But years later, what happens was is People decide they want to make the original Pusser's cocktail, but before 10 years before that.
1: Well, like the original cocktail is two rums, then there's a trademark version at one rum, but now we're trying a paracetamol that's four rums.
3: Right, exactly. So not to ask Pusser's to sue us right now, but literally what it comes down to is we're about to make a cocktail right now, which is the painkiller with in the painkiller
2: style. With, in the, in yeah. the painkiller in the style of.
3: of the original painkiller, which was originally two rums, but we're going to make it with four rums. Like literally a golden rum. I a- love this beverage. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a beautiful. It's beverage. really good. It's and really and no matter how how you make it, whether you make it with the pussers or whether you make it with four different, or whether you make it with the two original Agricole. I'm going to dial this all
1: versions, the way back to a musical reference and call this a fine. cure for pain.
0: I really think mm-hmm. that <laughs>
3: thank you morphine.
0: I think okay, the, I think the one thing that really brings this drink together is absolutely the dole whip. You know there's just something about all well, of the you know the the cream and the coconut really and the and the rum coming together with the string really bring this all the way around to,
3: to clue in the people who are listening right now literally this this recipe normally calls for pineapple juice and coke cream to coconut but for us, I have pulled in a recipe that came from Las Vegas, which was from a place called the Golden Tiki, where they turned around and used Dole Whip, which is normally a Dole Whip made with cream to coconut and whatnot. And it pulls it all together to make Dole Whip with all of the rums, which in this case that we made with four different rums, as opposed to the one Pusser's Rum, which is the traditional trademarked don't get sued kind of recipe that comes down to it. And I understand how confusing this might be because really again, posters has a trademark on, you know, the painkiller, which means they use their rum, but the original is two rums. taken all used the way. Four. Yep. So
1: confusing. I understand. I've got to agree with, uh, Good old boy, Mike. And also with uh, that Dole Whip, I feel like freezing it beforehand really takes kind of the greasy edge off of the coconut. lets Uh, that pineapple uh, uh, come forward. Talking about making your own Dole Whip. I would put this up against a pina colada. I really feel like this is a more balanced and delicious version. It's
3: delicious.
0: It's great. The the coconut is still there in terms of like
1: a creamy mouthfeel, but it doesn't have that oiliness on the palate.
0: Hey, let's uh, let's get to our last drink here. Our uh, sips rating for the uh, painkiller is gonna be a five. Oh my goodness! I, it was great. I really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. don't do it original. Do it, do it your way. I love this drink that uh, Pimp Daddy Supreme actually made for us. It's, it's a bespoke cocktail. Mm. We only have about three minutes here. Tell us what you made. Tell us about your love. Tell us about your other love. And uh, let us chime in about our sips uh, rating for this pretty quick So, here. look, this is
3: a cocktail that we've been making at the house for a long time. And I really wanted to bring it to your show as a bespoke cocktail for your audience. That way we can all share in the love that I have for my Puerto Rican island flower named Am- named Mara. <laughs> Okay, I, I will. I will my whole it name. We were, we're supposed name to is. not use full names, so you don't just Mara. Always- I love you. She's like, Share. this cocktail is based on meow, meow, you. Okay. so really, what it is? It, it's a really. It's the most simple of tiki cocktails. Super simple. Okay, number one, spiced is Puerto Rican rum. Spiced well, Puerto Rican rum specifically from Ron de Baralito. Ron de Baralito does star. a three star uh, rum that's aged in uh, sherry, sherry barrels, barrels, which is beautiful. It's it's a great rum, very very different from what Don Q or anybody else on the island. Use is tamarind doing. juice, um, and then you mix it together with Foco. And we've tried multiple different, like you know, what's the the soda. We've ha-
1: yeah, we've had some, we've tried, we've tried uh, with a number of tamarind juice. Tamarind is fantastic, but Foco's our right. fave.
3: Foco is a brand and they do a tamarind juice. So you mix together four ounces of tamarind juice with two ounces of Ronda berlito three-star. A little and float you, of lemon and you heart you 151. One quarter of a lime into that, and
0: that's it's that simple. It's super simple. That's the how- thing I love about this beverage, is just how It's very simple. There are only a few basic ingredients around this. Carrie Ann, what do you think about this beverage? For me, it's
2: like not as full bodied and as the rest of the tiki drinks we had. But I really like the flavor. And I think some of those really cool ingredients like the tamarind, which isn't my favorite ingredient in the world, but it shines through and you taste it and it's. Mm. It's fun,
0: Michael. Would you stick something like this on the mes- menu occasionally?
4: Yeah, I thought it was really cool. It had that new school vibe of like tamarind and tagine, which is uh, will surface on a chopper menu, I think, at
3: some point. So we'll, we'll give a, you a shout out. It'll call the, be called the Pimp Daddy East Side or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> Supreme cocktail, <laughs> Supreme. right? Supreme. So no, the key the key is for the listeners who haven't understood what we're talking oh, yeah. about right now. Just will see it on the notes on the show. But the key is is that this version of the cocktail comes with a garnish that is a lime dredged in tagine, which is a uh a, uh a, like a, chili a red salt. pepper flakes chili salt. And then it's it's studded with
1: cloves. With
3: cloves. And so you have lime, clove tagine, and you have spice and you have the lime. Mixed together with this sweet rum, and sour of tamarind the tamarind wine. and the the rum. And so, Mara, the key of the cocktail is, as far as being a, a tiki cocktail, what's the rhyme
1: for tiki? Oh, yeah. And if you're making a tiki cocktail, this comes back to that P&P rhyme. Uh, one part sour two parts sweet three parts strong and four parts weak so, and so
3: the tamarind itself this is sweet and totally sour drinks. together this brings all those bells yep. and then it adds yeah. to the sour or to the i'm sorry it's the sweet it and the sour, the spicy yes. which adds that savory component that makes this cocktail completely pop and it makes it the easiest drink to make in your home like ever it's, it's amazing
0: Well, that's what uh, I really love about not just this uh, last cocktail that we talked about, but all these cocktails really are things that you can approach. You can make at home um, and really have a great time with tiki culture and uh, tiki cocktails. So uh, just really a fabulous discussion uh, today um, all the way across the board. I really enjoyed dressing up in Hawaiian gear today. Yeah, (laughs) it was a lot of fun. (laughs) We need it. Well, uh, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know some people did, for sure.
1: Thanks for getting us laid.
0: (laughs) For sure. Uh, Be sure and uh, check out all of our episodes online on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and on our own website. The easiest way to listen to our show is just ask anybody on your phone, Siri, Alexa, Google, Google uncle larry works pretty good play podcast sip suds and smokes we love your feedback and you can reach us online anytime at info at sip, suds, and smokes.com. our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter every single day at sip Sud, smoke and our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank my co host for being here, good gal Carrie Ann.
2: Thanks for having me. Y'all can find me straight up 615.com, Instagram, Facebook, wherever
1: the hell you are. Good old
0: gal Mara, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you. There's a bunch of numbers, and my favorite is five.
0: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> good old boy, Michael. Thanks for joining us.
4: Hey, thanks for having me. You can find us at uh, Chopper Tiki on Instagram, Twitter, all the things, and uh, also liquid Gold underscore pod. Cool. Uh,
3: good old boy, PDS. I have to say, I love all of you. And f- please follow me on Instagram with kicksplayer.com. That's where you're going to find all these cocktails, final records, sneakers, and and uh, pinball.
0: I love <laughs> pinball. Dope. Hey, this is good old boy Mike asking you to come back. Join us once again and keep on sipping.
2: Roll tide. I didn't miss
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> <Football>. <laughs>